Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Thursday, January 6, 2021. It would be the feast day of uh, the Epiphany, but we recognized that last evening, so we'll keep going through uh, the book of Matthew, and now today look at uh, the flight into Egypt. All right. Uh, of course, this was our gospel text from this past Sunday, so you'll be able to expand upon what you heard uh, last week. Uh, I noticed in the title frame, you see uh, the angels surrounding the Holy Family as they're traveling, right? Uh, we sang the hymn during distribution on Sunday, I Walk in Danger All the Way. Uh, of course, we sing about the angels surrounding us as we go through this life. Oh, what a beautiful confession, uh, not only in the hymn, but there in the, in the image of the flight into Egypt. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Say our memory verse. The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Romans 8 verse 26. Psalm is Psalm 140. We say it together. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their heart and stir up wars continually. They make their tongue sharp as serpents, and under their lips is the venom of asps. Guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have planned to trip up my feet. The arrogant have hidden a trap for me, and with cords they have spread a net. Besides the way, they have set snares for me. I say to the Lord, you are my God. Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot, or they will be exalted. As for the head of those who surround me, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into fire, into miry pits, no more to rise. Let not the slanderer be established in the land. Let evil hunt down the violent man speedily. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading is from 1 Peter chapter 4. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, 
or a busy body in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God, and if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good, as to a faithful creator. All right, and our gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 2. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. All right. So there's actually quite a bit packed into those uh, few verses, just four verses, right? And uh, three verses, excuse me. So let's dig into it. All right. Who appeared to Joseph? Yeah, we have an angel of the Lord appeared to him. We talked about this on Sunday in regards to uh, the use of the indefinite article. In the Greek, it just says angel of the Lord. It doesn't say an or the. Uh, And so sometimes the is indicated, but not often. And when it's the, of course, that's the second person of the Holy Trinity. That's how it's done in the Old Testament, the Greek version of the Old Testament. Uh, But here it's just an indefinite article. So an angel, right? A messenger from the Lord. This, of course, uh, should remind us of another Joseph. We talked about this when we looked at uh, the promise of, or the, the prophecy of the birth of Christ given to Joseph, right? That your your wife has conce- or your soon-to-be wife has conceived. Right. Um, the old Joseph had received and interpreted several dreams from God, right? Joseph in Egypt uh, under Pharaoh. And so here Joseph receives dreams again. What message was given to uh, Joseph, now the husband of Mary? That's right. Take the young child and his mother and flee uh, to Egypt. This is only included in the gospel according to Matthew, much like the Magi yesterday, so today with the flight into Egypt. All right. And again, we look back to Matthew chapter 1. Yesterday we talked about it in regards to the son of David, right? 1 verse 1. And uh, now the son of Abraham. Remember what happened to Abraham's family? They, They were saved. Uh, so that God's faithfulness to the promise of Abraham might be revealed as it had been with Joseph as of old. Um, So Abram uh, travels to to Egypt and is saved there, um, just like we'll see later with Israel, that is Jacob. So uh, Israel, Jacob, his son Joseph, right? Both Josephs save their families by bringing them down into Egypt. Uh, But notice in both cases, it's through tragedy, right? Joseph being forsaken by his uh, brothers and being sold into slavery, uh, and yet God uses that evil for their good. So also here, Joseph is driven um, by the murderous Herod uh, to flee into Egypt, but God uses that to protect the holy child. Um, Of course, being hunted down as an infant, that's not new. (laughs) There's a famous prophet who was hunted down as an infant. Yeah, that would be Moses, remember? Yeah, all all the male children of Egypt were being killed, slaughtered, hunted. Uh, of course, the flight into Egypt, again, only in Matthew, but think of the conclusion of Matthew's gospel, Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, right? So the gospel here is being driven out and, and thereby taken into all nations. Uh, Jesus here is called the child, right? The young child. And uh, we talked about this in regards to Luke, but I think we need to talk about it in regards to Matthew as well. 
So uh, listen, listen to Matthew's conversation about children, right? Matthew eleven sixteen, for example. Uh, but what tell, should I liken this generation? They are like children in the marketplace, right? Calling to their companions, saying, "We played the flute for you, et cetera, et cetera." Right. So children, um, but who whose piper is not playing their tune? <laughs> uh, Matthew fourteen. Uh, this is the feeding of the five thousand, I believe. Yeah, and. Uh, so they ate and were filled, and they took up the twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Right. So you see, it's not just the men. The men are who are counted, but uh, uh, of course, the gift is for all, it's for women and children too. Then uh, we have the same with the four thousand. Right. There were four thousand men, besides women and children. Right. So that's key as well. The children are included. How about this though, Matthew eighteen. Right, we hear this at baptism. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. All right, so what... This conversation about children and being received as a child, what is Jesus talking about? Well, how about this? Then the little children, Matthew 19, were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from them there. Right. So the receiving um, of people into the kingdom is done by way of being a child, right? All right, so Jesus has become a child that we might be declared children of the Father through him in holy baptism. Think Matthew 28. Though we cannot make ourselves children, the Father declares it to be, to be so for the sake of this child. All right. Uh, why do we hear that Herod is seeking to kill him? Again, think of uh, the prophet, shepherd prophet Moses, right? Reminds us of Moses when the Pharaoh tried to destroy all the male children um, and it would have resulted in the destruction of the messianic line of the promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, had he accomplished that. Right. What prophet had uh, spoken the words of verse 15, out of Egypt I called my son? Right. We, yesterday we had Micah and we had uh, Numbers, right? The prophecy of uh, Balaam, son of Beor. Today we have Hosea. Hosea is a lovely book. It's really worth our study. Um but we need to probably look at some of the context today. Otherwise, I'm not, I'm not sure that it's an inherently clear what's going on here. So Hosea 10. All right, I'll read a little bit there. Israel empties his vine and brings forth fruit for himself, according to the multitude of his fruit. He has increased the altars according to the bounty of his land. They have embellished his sacred pillars. This is all idolatry. Their heart is divided. Now they are held guilty. He will break down their altars. He will ruin their sacred pillars. For now they say, we have no king, but we did not fear the Lord. And as for a king, what would he do for us? They have spoken words, swearing falsely and making a covenant. Thus judgment springs up like hemlock in the furrows of the field. The inhabitants of Samaria fear because of the calf of Beth-Avon. That's the golden calf, the recreation of it, right? For its people mourn for it, and its priests shriek for it, because its glory has departed from it. 
All right, uh, skip ahead a little bit. All right, so again, this is a judgment. They've rejected God as their king, and they've re- and they've made uh, they've given been given over to idolatry. Right, um, Hosea ten verse fifteen, and thus it shall be done to you, O Bethel, because of your great wickedness, that the dawn of the king of Israel shall be cut off utterly. When Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. There it is. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed to Baals and burned incense to carved images. I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love, and I was was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them, but he shall not return to the land of Egypt, but the Assyrians shall be his king, because they refused to repent. And the sword shall slash in his cities, devour his districts, and consume them because of their counsels. My people are bent on backsliding from me. Though they call to the Most High, none at all exalt him. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I set you like Zeboim? My heart churns within me. My sympathy is stirred. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come with terror. They shall walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion, and when he roars, then his sons shall come trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like a bird from Egypt, like a dove from the land of Assyria, and I will let them dwell in their houses, says the Lord. All right, so it's dense. Uh, There's a lot of historic notes there. All right, but let's uh, think it through a little bit. Uh, again, out of Egypt, I called my son, is in the context of Hosea proclaiming Israel's rejection of the true king. And thus, uh, over and over, he reminds them that they have been brought out of Egypt by the mercy of God, and yet they continue to reject the Lord. All right, this is, again, a historic note, but it's also, um, there's nothing new under the sun. God's people continue to do this. He saves them, they reject him. Jesus would be brought out of Egypt to be the faithful Israel and redeem Israel from all her sins. He would proclaim mercy to them, even though they would once again reject him, right? Crucify him, crucify him, they would cry out. So again, nothing new under the sun. People wonder about this. Well, pastor, how can you say just preach the gospel? Well, because the gospel will um, separate, right? It does. It distinguishes between those who will receive him by faith and those who reject the faith that they're given. Reject the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what it does. So, God directed the course of history that through this sinful man, much like Joseph in the Old Testament, he might bring good from the evil intent of others. Was Joseph the ultimate model of a good father? The answer of this gospel is absolutely not, because there is only one father who is true and dearly loves us. It is this father who invites us to call upon his name for deliverance from the evil, even as he delivered his son. It is this Father who assures us that his will is done even when others do evil to us. Once more, Matthew tells us that this child is the Father's judgment upon his children who have rejected his call to repent. The words of Hosea significantly point to God's compassion for his people and his desire to bring them to himself, though they would not receive him. Here we are reminded that God seeks us with the same compassion. All right. Speaking of being delivered from evil, let's confess the seventh petition. But deliver us from evil. What does this mean? We pray in this petition in summary that our Father in heaven would rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputation. And finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. 
conclusion. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. What does this mean? This means that I should be certain that these petitions are pleasing to our Father in heaven and are heard by him. For he himself has commanded us to pray in this way and has promised to hear us. Amen, amen means yes, yes, it shall be so. We pray. Heavenly Father, you have commanded us to pray according to the promises of the Lord's Prayer and have promised to hear us. Give us firm faith in your word so that we pray with confidence, saying, yes, yes, it shall be so. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have poured into our hearts the true light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light may shine forth in our lives through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Let's see. We pray this day for the households of our church, especially for that of Bobby, Jeffrey, Lindsay, Crystal, Dale, Pam, and Amanda. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Kelsey, Frank, Amanda, Dan, Timothy, Janice, and Colin, Ken, Norm, Sandy, Kathy, Jim, Elaine, and Mike. Our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, Mickey, and Paul. The missions and mercy work of the church, especially our mission of the month, kindred heart families, and for those grieving, especially the family and friends of Roy Herms. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Let's hear the collect for Epiphany. O God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us who know you by faith to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, let's sing our hymn, People That in Darkness Sat. Nations come, 
That's our congregation of prayer for today, January 6, 2022. I think I've said 21. <laughs> It'll take me a little bit. Um, yeah, it's good to have you on this, the Feast of the Epiphany, which we uh, recognized last evening. I'm going to be at a funeral here in a few minutes, so that's uh, 10 o'clock visitation, 1030 is the funeral service down in uh, Brookfield. So, um, is that right? Yeah, Brookfield. Uh, so if you can join us, that's great. If not, uh, uh, keep the family of Roy in your prayers as uh, they lay him to rest after a life lived in faith in the Son of God and Jesus, which means he'll have the life to come. All right. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. again for Congregation of Prayer. So Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. We'll see you tomorrow.